And here we are on Chav Chetem Bet. So the Gemara says like this: In the fact that Rav Ada Barava made it work out like Rabbi Yehuda, that means he was explaining the Mishnah using the Mukseh concept. If you remember, he said, "I don't want you to use the wick because when it starts to burn, it's going to become Mukseh." Any time an Amora explains something based on a Tana, we can assume he holds like that Tana. That's what we're assuming. The problem is, did Rabbi really say that? A Goy who etched out a, a, um, a, uh, there was a, a log, and the guy etched out a hole in the log, which means that it's nolad. He made into a keli. Masikim babiyom tov. It's not mukseh. You're allowed to use it in a fire. Vamai nolad who? How could Ada Barava allow me to use this log that was made into a keli if he holds like Rabbi Yehuda because he explained the Mishnah in not allowing me to use the wick that was tilata begad shekipla. That's our discussion. My rolled wick. My world wick, which was made out of a garment that was saying it's Asur because of Nolad, I thought he does Rav Adabarava doesn't hold Nolad. So God gives an easy answer. That means you, just because of Adabarava used Rav Yudah to explain the Mishnah, that means because he recognizes the rabbi called Rav Yudah, he wants to explain the Machloka in the Mishnah, and he explains the Machloka to Beliezer of Yekiva, based on Yudah, but he personally doesn't hold like a Yudah. Not the end of the world. Okay. Now, the Gemara is going to go through different approaches as to what the issue of this Tilata Beged Shekipla, the piece of garment that was folded. Ravah Amar, Hainu Tamad Yebeliezer, Lefi She'en Madlikim Betila, which means you're not allowed to light Nerot Shabbat. Shabbat, even on any day, on a wick that wasn't singed first, and not on a rag that wasn't singed, because they don't light well. So that's the issue. The issue over here, why we're saying not to use this garment, is nothing to do with mukseh. It's a general problem. Because it doesn't, it doesn't light well. Okay, that's easy enough. <clears throat> but they have a problem. We backed up Rav Ada Barava because this garment, if it's an issue about being a keli, so it depends on the size of the garment. Three fingers, less than three fingers. But if the issue why you can't light it has nothing to do with being a halakha keli, the reason why you can't light it is because it just doesn't light well. And regardless of the size of the problem, it could be a, I don't care how big it is, nothing to do with size. And if you remember last daf, we said, The brighter of Yosef brought down said, we're talking about three by three fingers, exactly three by three fingers. That means it's a halachic issue of size. And if it's a halachic issue of size, then, then what's going on? Why, why if it's a halachic issue of size, do we, do we, um, do we, do we allow that? Okay, so that's, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the question. That's the question. Why do we allow it? 
So the Gemara is gonna gonna say no. That that reason is because um, that reason is for a different reason. The reason why we're talking about the size is because that's Linyan Tumah. That's as far as Tumah is concerned. Only as far as Tumah is concerned. If you remember, the Mishnah said two things. The Mishnah said that this garment is either Mekabel Tumah or not. That was one discussion. The other discussion is, can you light with it? That's what the brightest said. It's Tumah at a certain size. That's as far as the Tumah discussion. It's not. We learned in Kaleem. Shalosh al shalosh shamru chutz min hamalal divrei bi shimon. Three by three is talking about besides the edge. That means when you have a three by three garment, it also has to have an edge. A, a call it a rim. Call it a, a, a hem. That's the right word. A hem. So that's Rabbi Shimon. Chachamim say shalosh al shalosh mechubanot even without the hem. So therefore, this bright that was talking about telling you that it's three by three and I don't need to have an additional hem in order for it to be considered a garment for Kabbalah Tumas. The three by three discussion was not talking about the candle lighting issue. Rava still holds his own. The candle lighting issue is an issue of just simply it's not a good good item to light with because it hasn't yet been cinched. Okay, now I'm going to go back to the discussion of Rabbi Yehuda and Nolad. Okay, since Rav Ada Barava bought in Nolad, we're going to talk about the concept of Nolad on Shabbat and Yom Tov. Amar Rav, Masikim Bekelim, you're allowed to use a vessel. Masikim Kelim What does that mean? If I want to throw a chair into my fireplace, no problem, because the chair is not mukseh. Show you in the fireplace, but a chair that broke on Yom Tov. Now it changed its status from a chair to firewood. That's nolad. Anytime something changes its status, that's what it means it's like it's born. And anything that's like it's born is a problem mukseh. So that's the principle we're going to see throughout. That means food is always okay. Food is better because food is food. When something loses its food status, then it's a problem. We'll discuss the cases of following. I'll tell it to you outside. If I have a date, so a date is not mukseh, it's food. Either date has a pit inside, the pit's part of the date, so I can carry the date with the pit in it. But if I eat the date and now I suck the date from all the flesh on the date and all I have left is a pit, that pit is mukseh now because they used to use pits as firewood, and now the pit changed from a food to firewood, that would be nolad. Another example is of a nut. A, a pistachio nut, you could have, you could carry it on Shabbat, it's not mukseh. Once I take off the shell and I eat the nut, the shell now becomes nolad, in, in the discussion of a lot, it might be another issue because Muxer has no purpose, but right now we're talking about the Nolad issue. It just became firewood. So the Gemara is going to discuss all these different cases with the Machloker, Biyudana, Bishimon, when something changes its status. Okay? Good. Let's see it inside. Amar Biyudah Marav, Masikim Bekelim, Ve'em Masikim Bishirei Kelim, Dereb Yudah. Bishimon Matir. That's case number one. Case number two. Masikim itmanim, you're allowed to use dates. Achlan, but when you, so you throw a whole date in, no problem, it's food. You can throw food in. But achlan, you ate it, e masikim begarinim, don't use the pits, the grab yudah. Bishimon matir. Masikim beegozim, you're allowed to use egozim, you're allowed to use nuts. Achlan, you can eat, once you ate them, e masikim kipotem, you can't use the shell. The grab yudah. Bishimon matir. 
Utsricha, why need all three cases? The chair that went from a chair to a broken chair, the date that went from food to a pit, the, the shell, the nut that went from a nut to a shell. Why do I need all these cases for? I need them. Yes, Rian Kamai told me the chair case. He was a chair. I have no lot. I got that. Asur. The pit didn't really change. The chair changed. It broke. The pit's the same pit it was before. So you might not think that's no lot. Yes, Rian Kamai, you told me the case of the, of the pits. They were covered. So at least they didn't change. The date pit was revealed. But Klipea goes in. The nutshell, there's no difference on the nutshell. Nothing, it's exactly the same nutshell. Kedushas, that's also called Nolad, even though nothing changed. Beautiful. Now, this happens quite often where Rav doesn't say something specific, explicitly, but we infer something from what Rav said or did. He didn't say it explicitly. He inferred it. The Rav Achal Tamri, Rav ate dates on a weekday. And he threw his date pit on a weekday into the fireplace. Today would have been Yom Tov, it's Asur. Okay, so now uh, we're assuming that Rav agreed with Reb Chiyah. When I says, is that so? Just because he told him, that he, maybe he didn't accept it. So we're now assuming that Rav holds of this, that he can't use the date pit. Tashma, I'll prove it to you. Rav came to Bavel. We'll now prove that he didn't accept it. Achal Tamri ate dates on Yom Tov. And he threw it to the animals. So you see, even though it was Mukseh, he used it. My, so we're assuming, so you see from there, it's not Mukseh, it's not Nolad. Mailad Beparsiata, Persian dates that when you eat them, the entire date, the module dates, nothing's left on the pit. And therefore, if there's nothing left in the pit, it should be Nolad. But low kibbles, you see that Rav did not accept that the date pits are Mukseh. So this is low. Barmiyat, it was Aramean dates. And Aramean dates are not of the same quality. And when you take the date off the pit, date is left behind. And therefore, it's still called the food. Since it's still connected to the food and the food around it is food, it doesn't become muksas. So you can't prove to me that Rav didn't accept Rav Chia's statement because the fact that he used the date pits, they were uh, sticky date pits that are still considered uh, edible. Okay. The Gemara is going to ask a question on Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yudah, got a problem. If you, Rabbi Yudah, hold that you can't use a broken chair, how could you use a whole chair? Once you throw the whole chair and it becomes broken in the fireplace, and now when you're poking the coals, you're poking muksat. So how could he allow me to throw the whole chair? Every whole chair in the fireplace becomes a broken chair. So what's going on over here? Answers the Gemara, Davad Kedrav Matna. It's based on Matna. The Rav Matna, my Rav, it seems to assume a decade of Yom Tov. We all know or should know by now that anything that falls off a tree on Yom Tov is Mukseh or Shabbat's Mukseh. So if I have a fireplace and I have a palm tree and leaves the palm tree upon the fireplace, it should be a Mukseh problem. I shouldn't be able to stoke it. But you're allowed to. Why? 
If I add more, more non-mukse wood, then it becomes batel. So just like the leaves that fell from the palm tree into the oven, if I have more wood than leaves, I'm good. So too, the case where you threw the chair into the fireplace, you had more wood than that. You had more wood than that. So it's batel. Fine. Morris, you really have a poker face. I have no idea if you know what's going on over here. You're giving me this very, you gotta unmute yourself. Morris, you know, you so have... I, I was trying to ask you a question. I yeah, was thing, but it was uh, muted. Yeah. So what is Batel? It's one in 60. So if there's, is there's a certain amount of wood based so, on the truth is one in 60 is when it comes to flavor. Here is Batel Barov. The uh-huh. 60 is only flavor, only by food. Because flavor goes up to 60. Here, there's no flavor. So it's Batel Barov, just a majority. So you got to wait. You got to wait till the uh, half of the, whatever. You have less than half of the wood. Right, chair. That means if you threw the chair, was a was a two-pound chair, put three pounds of logs in. Right. Okay. Actually, it's a machlokan in Batel Barov. I don't remember now. I mean, I do remember, but I don't, the, the, we're not going to get into details now. What does Rov mean when you say regular Batel Barov? Does it mean I need two against one? Or I could have... 51%, 49%. What is Rolf? I don't understand. What, what do you mean? When I want to be Tulba Rolf, majority means if I, if I have a vote now, how many people are here now, right? So we have a vote. We have 14 participants, right? Take me out. There's 13 participants, right? So if I have a 7-6 vote, is that majority? Because you have one more. That's Rolf. Right. So anytime I have a little bit more, so if I drop more wood than chair, that's Batel Barov. Because it's more. Well, right. do I have to have two against one? Like in the Sanhedrin, when you had three, you have two against one. Okay. Not for now. We'll save that for Chulim. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. We continue. Okay. Rav Hamnuna Amar, Hacha Bepach, new story. Rav Hamnuna now, go back. I don't know why the Gemara decides to do this. Usually... They'll, uh, stick to one each Amara separately. They started with Rav Adas Pshat. Then they brought Rav's Pshat. Then they asked the question of Adas Pshat. Now I'm going to bring Rav Muna's Pshat. A new Pshat in the Machloket. Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva on the Tumah of the Pitila. Not on the lighting. Hacha, the Pachot Mishalosh Shalosh Askina. We're talking about a piece of garment that is less than three by three. So now, if it's less than three by three, what's going on? We're talking about a rag, a very bazui item. What are they consistent? It's not. I have a garment that's less than three by three. I said fingers, I meant tfachim. Less than three by three tfachim. And it was designated for a rag-type item. For example, with coke boat and mechats, they wanted to use it to clog the pipes of a bathhouse. When the airboat took teira, they wanted to use it as a as a mitt for pouring out a pot. They wanted to use it to um, clean down the, 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 the mill for the dust. So now, I'm going to have a term, we'll find out what it means in a minute, but bein min hamuchan, whether it's ready, bein she'en hamuchan, whether it's not ready, tameh. The Rebbe it's considered makabel tumah because once you put it on the side, it has a chashivut. 
So you designate it as a rag, so it has a chashivut. Now we use the word whether it's de- whether it's ready or not. We'll see what that means. Tahor. Doesn't make a difference. It's always not Mikabel Tuma. Because it's it, it doesn't have a chashivut, it's garbage. Yiva says, no, it depends. Minamuchan, if it's designated, Tamesh. Lomurmachan Tahor. Okay, so we gotta work out what this means over here. So what are they arguing about? What's this Muchan, not Muchan? What's your Bikiva's third opinion? So now Ula's gonna explain. And after all the explanations, we'll get to plug it back into our Mishnah. Ba'amar Ula. You took this rag, you threw it in the garbage, it's tahor. You put it in your drawer, What's the argument about this rag? You, you put it on the back of your, you put it on a hook. You put it behind your door. That's a low level designation. It's not in your drawer. It's not totally designated. You put it in your dish drawer, it's designated. If you put it in the garbage, it's undesignated. You put it in this twilight zone. And there's two twilight zones, either on a hook or behind the door. We'll see that that might be a point to ponder. So now, look, you didn't throw it in the garbage. Then that's considered Daitalave. You still want to use it. Okay. Why are you saying whether it's designated or not? Even though it's not designated, it's still Tameh. Even though you didn't put it in the drawer, it's not called, it's, it's considered Tameh. Uh, Yeshua says the other way. You didn't put it in the drawer, but you didn't put it in the drawer, it's Batel. Why is it called Muchan? You're telling me that it's, it's, it's Tameh. I'm sorry, it's, he's saying it's, it's, it's Tahor regardless. And why is he saying even though you designated it? Because behind the door is a level of designation. It's not in the garbage. So these two rabbis are arguing on what's the status behind the door and on the hook. On one hand, the extreme is the garbage. It's batel. The other extreme is the draw. It's not batel. This is somewhere in between. How do you view the in-between? The kiva that said it depends if it's muhan or not, he made it, he split the baby. He said, the kiva says, if it's on the hook, I hold like Rabbi that that means it's chashuv. If it's behind the door, I hold like Rabbi Yeshua, it's not chashuv. In the end, Vadarbi and Bikivel Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Kiva holds like Rabbi Yeshua that he doesn't differentiate, and therefore both are the same. So now, what's the machloket over here? The machloket in our Mishnah on the piece of garment, whether it's Makabel Tumah or not, is to have the piece of garment behind the door. That's the that's the machloket in the Mishnah. In the machloket in the Mishnah, the piece of garment is it tamei or not? The first approach was, is Tameh or not? Because it, 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 Kami, you look disturbed. What's wrong, Kami? So wait a minute. When we were talking about the original three by three cloth for the wick, yeah. that's out? We're now talking about Tumah, Nuksha. It's not three by three anymore. It's less than three by three Tvachim. And we're talking about this rag law. The rag. Nothing to do with the wick. We're talking about tumat rags. We're not, we're not talking about lighting now. Tumat rags. Now, originally, we start off the Mishnah. We said that we were talking about a nolad issue, right? It's a mukse issue. That was one thing. Then we took, that was as far as the lighting. Then we got into a tumat issue. Tumat issue of, of three by three with the, um, 
with the, what do you call it? You need the, the hem or not. Now we're saying a new thing. The issue is the rag issue. And they're arguing about this rag status of some, a rag that's not fully designated. Mamai, how do I know? Mamai, Tilata Begad. It says, Tilata Begad. Maya Tilata Dan Gilata Begad. Let's say, Tilata Shell Begad. Why don't you say, Ovo Garmin? My Tilat Ha Begad. Adayan Begad, it was still garment, meaning it was some level of garment because it was put behind the door. And even though it has some level of garment, we'll argue whether it's Tame or not. Beautiful. Okay, now we go on to another famous apparatus. Now let's just give you the basic background. We're going to have different cases. We'll give you the principles. Main principle we had before, which is if you have a glass of oil, Kemi, Kemi, your wife lights with oil, Kemi? Yes, 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 yes. What's with this echo? Eddie Saft, does your wife light with oil? Eddie, unmute yourself. Ed? Yes. Your wife lights with oil? Yes. Okay. Um, how are the supplies in the house, Ed? You running out of supplies lately or you have enough? It so happens I bought an extra bottle yesterday. Of olive oil? Yes. You need some? What? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. We were actually, we ran out of olive oil. So, um, what I wanted to do Friday night, I always like to dip my, uh, bread in the, in the za'atar and the oil. So I said, let me go dip it into the, uh, the candles. They had some oil in the candles. So I said, let me dip it in. Maybe it'll get even a little toasted. And then my daughter said, no, you can't do that. It's mechabeh. Because when you dip your challah into the oil, you take some oil out, it's going to go out faster. So I didn't do it. Strange. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Ed? You were, going to, you were going to use the oil that was being lit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Coincidentally, it was today's daf. So you're not allowed to take oil out of a lit candle because it's mechabeh. It's going to put things out. Now, the Gemara is going to discuss what, what happens in cases where I'm going, to, I'm going to forbid you from using certain contraptions because you might not hop that they're connected. Meaning, if I, no one's going to stick their, their, their oil, their, their hal into the actual thing that's lit. If I have a contraption that's dripping down one to the other, you might not hop that the upper contraction or the a bowl next to it is all part of the same thing. You won't realize that you're taking the oil out. So they're going to make gezerot to prevent you from removing oil without realizing it. Okay? You got that? Okay. Don't make a hole in an egg. You Even though you're not going to use it, it's earthenware. So it's not, a, it's not an egg. It's ma'u. So you're, not even going to, you're definitely not going to eat it. We're still afraid you might take something out. Yudamatir, he allows it. But if it's connected by a, uh, it's a, that's the way you bought it, then people realize it's one, it's, it's one item and that we're not worried. The same thing is don't put two bowls next to each other and siphon it off. For the same problem, you have two bowls, the guy won't hop. That the poles are connected. If I take from bowl A, it's less than from bowl B. And if you does, Matir. Sricha, why do we need all the cases? Yes, we don't bait, the eggshell. 
The eggshell is not disgusting. If I have an eggshell that's dripping oil from the from the eggshell into my actual oil, the person won't cop and he'll dip his bread in the in the, in the eggshell. But if, but if you only told me the egg, I would say shacheres. But it's further when me east, it's disgusting. No one's sticking their bread into a disgusting one. So tell me the case of the cheres. There he said it. In the case of the egg, aim on the rabbana. The first two. There's no separation between the two. In two different bowls, the mifsaka, maybe he agrees that there's a, that there's a, a concern. If you told me the case of the bowls, I would say, oh, that's what the rabbi said. I need all three cases because you can differentiate and say in one case a person would make a mistake and the other he wouldn't. Now, it says that if you bought it from the factory that way, everyone will realize it's one contraption. Tana. Im chibra, im chibra, the person himself, you used it on your own. You used a little bit of solder or something. It's mutar. Ah, it says, it says, it says, it means, it means something that was connected professionally. It doesn't have to be literally from the factory. Okay, now the Gemara is going to discuss this, bring some bright on this. Tanya. Shabbatain, we spend Shabbat. Baliat Beit Nitzah, certain man. Belod. So he's going to prove his point. We had the thing with the egg. The elders were there. Lomel Zabad didn't say anything. And Lomel it's not a proof. Misham Raya. Shani Beit Nitzah does reason hang. There, we don't have to worry. These people at Beit Nitzah were very pious people. They didn't have to make the gazette out for them. But regular people were concerned you might take the oil out and, and lessen the fuel source. Abin Sipora, Garar He dragged the bench in a house that was marble floored. Le'elam Rabbi Yitzhak Lazar, above this rabbi. Amalais, the rabbi said, if we're quiet, we're quiet, just like they were quiet in the other case. They're going to go and they're going to think that it's not a problem. They'll think you're allowed to drag a, a, a bench on a place and you're not allowed to. We have to make it clear that there's a gezera that you can't drag any benches, even on a marble floor, because you might drag the bench on a normal floor. Yes, Tammy? Just because they're machmir in that house, that means everyone's going to be machmir that's going there? No, they were mekil in that house. We just didn't make, we weren't mocher there because they didn't need the gezera. This was a time when the gezera was being developed, so they didn't make a, they didn't make a big deal about this family. Next, Reish Knishta the Batsra, the, the, the head of the shul, the president of the Batsra shul. Garar Safsalal Elam Rabbi, he dragged the bench on the ground. Amalek Kaman, Kerbi Shimon, you know, Shimon, that holds Enemit Kaven is allowed. Bishimon, famous Enemit Kaven, you could drag a bench because you're not Mit Kaven. Anyway, the Rabbi Shimon, the Gedolim, the law of Shah, that's only by a large bench, it's too, you can't lift it on your own. Tanim Miyamar, so now the Gemara's we discussing, Discussing that that we know Rabbi Shimon allows Enomit Kaven, we're going to end up not like this. We're not saying maybe he only allowed Enomit Kaven on a bench that you can't lift. It's too heavy. But if you can avoid Enomit Kaven, of course, avoid it. That's what we're not suggesting now. Completed the Ulam. The Ma'ulam said no. Machloket the Ketanim. He says no. The whole argument is by a bench that doesn't make a, 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 a it's not definitely good. It's a, a, a bench that you can't lift, that you could lift, I'm sorry. 
A bench you could lift. Rabbi Yudas is a problem. Mishmas is not a problem. But Gedolim, even even Rabbi Yudal, heavy bench, has he, what do you want from the guy? It's heavy. He has to drag it. That's so we have different extremes. Now, one opinion says that Rabbi Shimon only allowed, only allowed, only allowed it by a bench that's heavy. The next opinion says a bench that heavy, everyone allows that they're arguing by a small bench. You could drag a bed, a chair, and a bench. As long as you don't intend to. Means a bed is heavy. So either rabbis, it doesn't work because they would differentiate the big and small. Yosef says, I have a bright that says they argue in all cases. Ma says, each one explains. When it said a bed, and then it says a chair, it was a bed that's like a chair. means it was a small bed. No, it says it's a chair like the bed. Just like the bed's big, the chair's big. So each one's going to say they're arguing their case. Matav Rabba, Rabba argues on all of them and says, those that sell garments, they're allowed to sell in their regular way. As long as they don't have kavanah, that means if you're selling kalayim and you're a and you want to wear it, since your intention is is not to wear the kalayim but to display the kalayim, it's allowed. Oh, Mars, let me just finish this. And it says about but the people that were a little bit more pious, they put a pole and they, they, they would the they, they wouldn't wear it; they would sell it by showing it off on a pole. They could have put it on a pole. It means you have the option not to wear it. And still, Shimon still allows it. You see from here, the Rabbi Shimon allows it. It's even in a case we had another option. Yeah, Mars. So I would, I would think a heavy bench, even Rabbi Shimon would not allow you to do it because then for sure it's going to make a... Uh... Yeah, but he doesn't care. Right. Even, even if I know for sure it's going to happen? Well, it's not for sure. It's not a psikoration. It has to be that it's, that there's a good chance it's going to happen, but not for sure it's going to happen. All these things are like heavy. It's going to make it. Okay. Good. Um, new Mishnah. He puts out the fire because he's afraid of goyim. He's afraid of thieves. Because he's afraid of some kind of demon. A sick person should fall asleep. Patur. Why? Because uh, right now we have to find out what kind of cholesterol. But simply it's malachashen and shichal gufa. Means normally everyone has to know this rule called Malacha Shainas Shichal Gufa. Um, Kemi, we'll give you a chance. This is Kemi's Sugya. Kemi, can you explain yeah, to us what Malacha Shainas Shichal Gufa? Well, I'm sorry. Say it again. Malacha Shainas Shichal Gufa. It's a Malacha. It is an Avoda, but you don't need to do it. Give me no. an example, classic example, please. Malacha, no? You put me on the spot here. Um, the classic example. Come on. Morris is smiling. He, he has the I, answer. I said him while I'm blank. I'm going to give I'm it to Eddie. Eddie? Eddie? Classic uh, 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 uh. What? What? Uh-huh. It must be Sammy Katamazon or something. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Joe Kezu, you want to help us with the classic Malachash and Sikhalagufa? Yeah, you're digging a hole for the dirt. Very good. Right. You dug the hole for the dirt, not for the hole. <clears throat> so now, when you put out a candle, okay, 
Elliot Beta, what's the what's the real reason to put the candle out for? Elliot? The Shadim or the No, uh, no, the real reason. Those are side reasons. What's the real reason you put a candle out? What's the accomplishment of putting a candle out? Making it darker. No. Save oil? No. Morris. What? When I Save the wick, right? Very good. You're creating a better wick. When you put it out, you can use the wick better the next time. So it's for the wick's sake. So Tzichal Gufa means I need it for the wick. So all these cases that ain't a Tzichal Gufa because you don't need it for the wick. So you're patur. Okay, now, the sick guy, you got to figure that out. If the guy's sick, what kind of sick guy is it? We'll figure that out in a moment. Um, now this sounds like we're going like the opinion that says only the case of the of the wick like we said before that's turning it into a like a coal at the tip 